This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everything's coming up to t- Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. In the zone, simple dedication to the team when you're in the know. T- t- Timberwolves. Yeah, yeah. In the soul, lifting all the positivity for the wolves to grow. So, where we going from here, man? We listen week to week to get the clearest to clear. Recaps, got that. Okay. South Cap, got that. Okay. Team ads, got that. Okay. So tell me what they do not have, huh? question to ask but i don't mean to go brag but boy they got all the stats and they could go all the way back from kg to zerbiak and all i'm saying is that the cast the one-stop shot for my timber wolves timber wolves ain't a thing falling everything's coming up timber wolves timber wolves falling from the autumn ain't nobody gonna stop him it's the timber wolves timber wolves phonies you can spot them they the sheep under their clothes timber wolves timber Talk a lot about them, y'all don't really, really know. Let's go. Welcome in to another Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. My name is Gabe Anderson. I'm joined, as always, by Chris Emerson. Chris, how we doing? Oh, man, couldn't be better. Playoff basketball, Timberwolves? Man, who's better than us? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And one thing I did want to mention before we start the show, in the 15 or 16 years since 2004, before we started the podcast, the Wolves made one playoff appearance. In the three years since, they've made it twice. So I'm not saying, I'm just saying. So. I mean, what can you do? We're, we're, we're the reason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, It's not Ant, it's not Cat, it's not D'Lo. It's uh, it's local coverage, um, and really, I, I think in general, I think so. Wolves hype, like you're just you're seeing tons of more podcasts about it. The Score North guys are getting usually Score North is all about like, I don't know, like hockey and stuff like that. They're talking about it. You hear K fan talking about the Wolves as well, and I, I think this city's hype for it right now. It's kind of embarrassing to be honest how bad the basketball coverage locally is. I understand that. The NFL is like the 800-pound gorilla in the room, and they're, you know, powerful and all that. But, um, I mean, we've had multiple, like, number one recruits in the nation come from here. Like, it's a hoops area. Top, you know, a bunch of, like, top ten draft picks and stuff. Like, it's crazy that it's so poorly covered in our in our market. But whatever. They just got to tune in to us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we are, we are the – we're the puzzle piece that doesn't fit everything else. Now, obviously, let, let's start about it. Timberwolves destroy the Thunder in the play-in game. Really, I mean, when it comes down to it, there's a lot of times this year where you feel like, okay, the Wolves should go out, not necessarily destroy a team, but should take care of business. And really, from the word go, they really, from the word go, they, they took care of the Thunder on Friday night, and it was nice to see. 
Yeah, the Thunder had to be pretty disappointed to, to line up with us because we were a pretty bad matchup for them. They're being so small. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, they've got some size, like, in their guards play, but um, their bigs are so small. Um, and then, you know, we're so big. Like, it's just – it was just a really bad matchup. I mean, there's a lot of just, like, bully ball and basically just I'm taller than you kind of ball that happened. Um that was really in our advantage, but, uh, you know, adding chat will probably help them next year for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. And this is, but this is all, this is all bonus for the thunder. Like this, this was not their timeline. Right. And even, even if they had chat, I don't think this would be their timeline either. Like they they are building for no. the future. They got tons of draft picks coming. So, yeah, I, they they are absolutely building for the future, and, and they, they they should be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five years away, maybe. I, I don't know. I think two or three, to be honest. I mean, Josh Giddy's only going to get better, although he did not show up in that game. Is my mic making a weird noise, or is that coming from the other? Uh, I don't know. You seem fine oh. to me. Um. To a couple years before they're like contenders, you're talking, or just a playoff bound? Uh, I think they could be contenders pretty quick with all the draft picks that they got coming up. I really do. If they hit, yeah, if they hit, yeah, that's they true. Hit. That, that's a big, that's a big part about it uh, going forward. But let's let's talk Wolves. Carl Anthony Towns had an amazing game. Rudy Gobert sucked in the first half, but then the second half absolutely dominated. And then Ant kind of does what Ant does. He kind of has a streaky time. He, he, particularly that one where he hit the layup, got the steal, and then hit the three. That was a huge moment, and then we just took over from there. Yeah, it was great to see. Um, you know, Rudy, Rudy in the first kind of seemed like that back was really bad. So. Like he was, it felt like he couldn't jump. You know, like he, there's tons of like, he likes to dunk. Let's, I mean, that's not we're not breaking news here and he thunders him down. I mean, big high one-handed slams, big, like hang on the rim, two-handed dunks. And in the first half, he was like, you know, like couldn't, could it seemed like he could hardly get over the rim. So I don't know what that was about, but he definitely figured it out. And I hope that if it was his back, I hope that that's as close to a hundred percent as it can be, because this series is going to be a battle. Yeah, and let's let's go into this ther- series: Wolves, uh, Denver, Denver at full strength. Us, obviously, without um, without uh, who uh, <laughs> Nods, McDaniel's, McDaniel's, and Nods. And Nods. Uh, Rudy is questionable for tonight, but I would imagine he'll stick it out, particularly since we don't play till Wednesday. Uh, but yeah, well, what's going to be the key to to this matchup, and what what kind of player matchups are you looking at? Um, it's going to be tough, man. I think we're going to do a lot of. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how we defend. First off, is how we defend Jokic, and and if that changes game to game, just to kind of give them something to think about. But in the past, we would have um, like a, a smaller center. Uh, defend him and not even double. We would strictly just man up him and almost maybe some of that principles where it's like, okay, well, we'll let him go off um, and try to hold the other guys. And in that not doubling, it kind of seemed to mess with his game. And I was looking and he never had, I think his biggest game versus us was like 24 points or something like that all year. And, um, that the, the best game he had, yeah, and that was versus Gobert when Gobert was there. Um, I think he had maybe a, a, 
like a 30 point game when um when when Gobert and Towns are both gone but yeah I mean that's going to be interesting what we're going to need to do is not have not let one of their like scrubs go off like we don't need um you know Caldwell Pope, Pope or whatever we don't need him going for 30 or like you know some guy off the bench dropping in like 25 like we need to hold the uh the bench guys to to, to you know their average or below and our guy, we're gonna need one of our guys to step up i mean we've got like a seven man rotation right now um we're gonna need to stay out of foul trouble we're gonna need you know anthony edwards and carl anthony towns to average 50 um combined a game you know mm-hmm. like it's gonna be it's not you know, it's again not not a, a hot take when you're going eight versus one that we're going to need almost a perfect uh, game to win, but it's not impossible. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, though the one thing now, obviously, I think this was a fluke, but I, I went to a game earlier this this year where the Wolves were severely disadvantaged. I don't think they had Cat, and they didn't. They might know they had Ant, but they didn't have Gobert or or a lot of their starters. And it was at home, and they played all the. Uh, Nuggets starters and they ended up winning. So I mean, any anything can happen. I yeah. think that was kind of a fluke game. But I mean, when shots fall, uh, anyone can win. Like like people always like we said last week, it's a make them miss them mm-hmm. league. You know, if a team's making shots, you know, they've got a shot. They've got a chance. You know, and and it's. It's going to be fun. I mean, that's why it's fun that it's a seven-game series um, that you could have some bad games and still, uh, you know, still pull mm-hmm. it out. Absolutely, yeah. And like you were talking about, with we gotta, we gotta avoid the other guys going off um, uh, on the like yeah. the backups. Like, for example, like a Bruce Brown, who's someone I think scores about thirty-three percent of their of their bench points, which is I think a lot of the reason. Um, that they let Bones Highland go in the offseason or at the trade deadline yeah. because Bruce Bound was doing so much off the bench. Also, there was uh, some controversy there going forward. I mean, Jeff, their bench doesn't scare me too much. I mean, uh, Jeff Green, no. I mean, he's been around forever. Uh, Christian Brown, I, I don't know if it's Braun or Brown, I don't know because it's felt like Braun, but oh, yeah. They, yeah, yeah, I think it's Braun. Um, and he's a rookie, I believe. Yeah, I mean, we match up well, like uh, Chris Armstead said in the chat here. Um, we're big. They're best players, you know, a big. So we've got two bigs that we can throw at them. Um, again, broken record. God, I wish that we had McDaniels and Nas. Like, we would be a, such a different team. But, you know, their their biggest impacts historically have been Jokic and Murray. And we can defend bigs with our bigs. So we should, in theory, be able to handle Jokic as, as well as any team can. And um, we've got Edwards and now this, uh, you know, the coming of age of of Naw. Yeah. Uh, they can handle, you know, or at least slow down Murray. Um, and then it's, you know, it's going to rely on is Michael Porter Jr. going to be trouble? Um, you know, is Gordon going to go off? But if you can take their two main guys and kind of, uh, 
neuter them or hamper them some, we've got a fighter shot, you know, and that's all we want. Yeah, and I think something that we're going to need to do, and obviously, like you said, it's a make or miss league, but I really think that guys like Nikhil Alexander-Walker are going to be key in the series. Particularly, how about the interesting move against the the Thunder to start now? Because that was... No one saw that coming out, and that kind of came out of nowhere, and it paid dividends. I think he had 12 points. He played some great defense. He, but I, I think it's going to be key yeah. for guys like him, uh, Kyle Anderson, to, to particularly Austin Rivers, if he gets in, Jalen Noel. They're going to need to hit shots for sure because like, because there's a reason the Nuggets are the number one seed, and that's because they have a great starting lineup, and they have the potential three-time MVP continuity they've been together for a long time so they know where each other's going to be um yeah they've got i mean they're good they're real good you know like that's how it is um starting starting uh alexander walker uh was awesome um not only not only i mean it's easy to say 2020 vision but um it was kind of it was a real ballsy move like they said it came from um it came from Connolly's you know, said, hey, maybe we should do this. And uh, I thought it was a great, I mean, that kind of, that kind of move is the thing that throws the other team off. I'm sure they weren't expecting that. And I saw when he was guarding his cousin, um, uh, Shea Gildas Alexander, he shot something like two for 13 versus mm-hmm. uh, Na and had and Na had zero fouls. So, I mean, that type of defense, if he can replicate it, which I mean, in theory, he should be able to. Um, God, that's going to yeah. be huge. huge. And you're, you're talking about fouls, and I think we need. I think another big thing of the game uh, against the Thunder was he got one early, but Carl Anthony Towns had two fouls against the Oklahoma City Thunder, which is a minor miracle in a big game. And oh, yeah. I, I think I think with all the complaining about him not coming back and maybe it's not working with Rudy. I think what we got and we're getting recently is a snapshot of how good Carl Anthony Towns actually is. Like he, he, he's a big shot guy. He can hit the three. He can post up smaller guys. And I don't know. And sometimes the offense stalls when it gets to him, but he is someone who you can give the ball and just have him score points. So I, I, I've been really impressed with what he's been doing recently. My favorite part of him since he's been back is he doesn't seem to be as whiny at all. Like, I don't see him complaining to the refs. I don't see him laying on the ground. I don't see him, uh, you know, all that kind of uh, campaigning for foul calls. All that stuff is gone, or at least has been gone. And what I really liked the most was during the game versus um, the, uh, what was it? Yeah, the OKC. is he wasn't like, you know, showing off or like, you know, trying to be big in the moment, trying to be like superstar cat. He was just in the game. Like he made a shot. He got back on D. He, you know, worked hard down post, got his layup and then ran back down. Like it wasn't yeah. celebration. It wasn't look at me. It wasn't I'm on national television. Um, honor me as a superstar type of cat, which is which is what he does sometimes. And I think he yeah. gets him out of his game. And it's not what we need. It's playoff time, man. It's big boy time. So if he can keep that energy where he's just trying to help the team win, um, we've got to, sh- I mean, 
he, he's a good player. I mean, he's a, he's a multi-time all-star for a reason. Like, he can mm-hmm. he can do it. Yeah. Hold on. They're playing a – I was trying to look up Rudy Gobert's start, and they started playing a commercial. In the, I hate when you do that. When you go to ESPN.com and then, like, oh, here's a State Farm commercial before you can watch the highlight. Awesome. I love the internet. Don't you just love the internet? <laughs> Got to get paid, baby. Yeah, and that was annoying. But I was trying to bring up the uh, the nice behind the back Rudy Gobert. Did you see Ooh, that? The behind the he got fouled on it too. I didn't see. I didn't get the best angle, but I saw most of it. Man, Rudy. I think Rudy heard the booze in the first half, and then like watch this because Rudy was basically yeah. in just inside dominant. And honestly, I think if that was a if I was a Seven game series against the Thunder. I think we win in five. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think they have anything that could stop us. If Rudy and Cat both bring it, like I, I don't. There's a there's a reason they were a ten seed. There's so and many I don't know how they beat the things. Pelicans. Right. There's so many simple things that can happen um, with having those two giant players or two bigs. I wouldn't say call Cat giant, but he's pretty big. Like he's a seven foot. Right. Him dumping it down to Rudy Gobert right at the cup a couple of times. Like, so Cat at the three-point line, he also seems like the only guy that notices Rudy when he cuts to the hoop. And it might be some of that thing like he grew up, you know, Cat grew up as a big and he knows how annoying it is when you are standing under the hoop wide open and your guards are, you know, trying to get theirs. You're like, no, no, I literally can just set it in the basket, toss me the ball. And mm-hmm. we miss those all the time with Rudy. So Cat right. was finding them and that big to big passing. I mean, it was taking candy from babies a lot of times. And that's not going to be the same with, uh, you know, Denver no. because of, of uh, Jokic. But it could be if you pull Jokic out and then hit, you know, Gobert. It's not like they have, you know, Michael Porter Jr. I think is going to be their starting power forward. And he's got some height, but he's pretty thin. So um, we should be able to bully ball them too. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, do you do you worry at all? And I know these are two good things that what or do you think this is squash? Remember, and at the beginning of the season, he wasn't playing great. And part of the part of the blame that he put it on was the lane being too clogged up with two seven footers. Do you think we've worked out that issue or do you think that is going to be an issue going forward? To be honest, I don't think it was ever an issue. I think that was just kind of a real basic thing that everybody was was stam- was was yelling at the at the top of their lungs, like, "How could this happen?" But I mean, where does where is Can- Car Anthony Towns on offense ninety percent of the time? On the perimeter, yeah. At the three point line, okay. And not only is he at the three point line, where is his defender? right on him because he's one of the best three point shooters in the league. So right now, right then you've got your seven footer, basically the same place your point guard would be and his defenders pulled out. And where is Rudy 90% of the time on the perimeter, setting picks, setting screens and rolling. So like Rudy's setting a pick for, for and cats point line, nobody's down low, you know? So I don't Mm -hmm. buy it. Um, I don't think it's an issue. I think it was a real lazy, easy thing to complain about early. Same as the getting back um, in transition, two bigs, how are they going to do it? Mm -hmm. Um, The other team has a big two. So it's not like, you know, it's not like we're playing just point guards that are, you know, track stars. 
And right. we've got three other guys that should get back. So I'm not too worried about it. Um, I, I think it was all just kind of finding a reason to be mad at the trade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I think it'll be, I, I think it's minor. I think it's minor at best. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I see that too now. And, and we've seen it since cat comes back, has come back. We've seen Ant go off for great games as well, like 30 point games. He's just maybe not doing it as consistently because he's got a little more help with him with Pat and more less shots. I mean, yeah, he's not the guy that's like, well, I've got to put up 25 shots today. You know, he's, it's kind of the same thing as what everyone was like, or people have said, well, maybe we should have got uh, Spider Mitchell instead of Gobert with the same package. And I don't like that either because, you know, he needs 20 shots. So you can't just keep adding 20 guys that shoot 20 times and expect that to somehow work out. You know, like it, it mm-hmm. takes a little bit of everybody's portion away. So um, I think we've got a pretty balanced team right now. Um, it'd be amazing if we were healthy. But, um, you know, going forward, in theory, I think that we've got a really good thing going if we can uh, keep it, keep it all together or make, you know, some on the, on the, on the edges move. And with this experience, I mean, it's just keeps building our skill sets and building our professionalism and uh, it's going to be exciting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let, let's get to the game predictions. Uh, What do you got? I mean, Wolves or Denver in how many games? I mean, I would say probably Denver in probably Denver in six would probably be logical. Um, okay. They're the number one seed for a reason. Um, but, you know, who, I'm not saying it's impossible. I mean, I think it's very, very important that this first game, the Timberwolves almost need to win this first game um, with the assumption that maybe Denver's sluggish. Maybe they, you know, aren't, aren't as sharp as we are since we've been playing these plans. Like we're battle tested. We're ready to go. Yeah, it's um, been I a think, week. I think there's something to that. Like, they haven't had a week off since the All-Star break. Um, so they may be healthy, but I'm not really worried about that. So I'll, I'll take week, I'll take game one for the Timberwolves, and then uh, maybe I'll be able to to have a little more educated guess when I see how how everything how everything pans out because playoff right. basketball is a lot different. For sure, uh, some and I I think the way, and I'll ask you this as well. I think the way that the Wolves steal the series if they're going to do it, is A, defense on Jokic and the cutters as well. Maybe cut off the passing lanes because that's what Jokic is so good is finding cutters to the basket. And uh, if we can defend inside the paint well. And then we just got to hit shots as well. I, I think that's another key. And not necessarily just Cat Nat. I think if we can get some catch-and-shoot threes from Conley like he's been doing, uh, if we can do it from Nah, if we can get it from even Jalen Noel, although he's questionable for game one, but through the series, I, I think we got a pretty good shot in that way. What's what? How do you think the Wolves can pull off the upset if, if – Obviously, you said Denver and six, but yeah, how how do they pull it off if they're going to do it? I think uh, Torian Prince needs to hit, needs to go for almost 20 a game in our wins. Um, He's going to have to hit shots because we don't have much anymore. Like, we don't have much off the bench at all. Um, so yeah, he, I think he's going to be vital and when he's hot, man, he can, he can be a killer. So I think that's very important. Right. Um, and like you said, the, the passing lanes is, and that's why Connell, that's why Finch doesn't double or hadn't 
been doubling Jokic is if you double him, it's like blitzing a quarterback, like Peyton Manning. Like you don't blitz Peyton Manning because he sees it coming. He knows where you're coming from. And his and his wide receivers know the route to, to go where the where the blitzer came from. So you don't blitz him. Mm. Same as Jokic. If you double him, everyone on their team, it's not like this is new that Jokic is going to try to pass. So everyone knows when to cut, where to cut from. And we, you know, that's their system. So not doubling him kind of throws a wrench in their entire system and they have to try to beat you in another way. And that's what you want. You just want to take away their main options and, uh, you know, see if they can play, if they can beat you with their second and third option. Mm -hmm. Uh, Absolutely. So I personally, I think the Nuggets win. I'll go Nuggets in seven because I don't know. I, I think, I think we can put up more of a fight and I think there's definitely a home court advantage for both teams. I do think for us to win the, I mean, it's true, but for us to win the series, we're going to have to steal one in Denver. And I think it's possible. Like we were, we were with them several times this season, even in Denver, they just pulled it out at the end. I, I think we can hang really with anybody. I think the next round's going to be tough because I think the, the, the Phoenix is going to win that. And I think the more and more they get Durant in there and, and implement their system with Durant, um, I, I, I think it's going to be important. But we do have uh, a comment in the comments. Uh, Synodex, a a, a uh, watcher that we've seen a lot. Uh, Three-point shooting, non-TP, and on defense. Have to stay alert and be aware of the cuts and rebounds. Uh, and try yeah, to stay out of – that, that's – he mentioned some at the end that's big too. Foul trouble, particularly for Cat, I think is huge as well. Well, we don't have – yeah, I mean – because without him, what are we going to throw out there, Nate Knight? Mm-hmm. Like, no offense to Nate Knight, but, geez, man, that's a huge downgrade. Yeah. You know, like that's basically a G-leaguer coming in to play playoff minutes versus a two-and-a-half-time MVP. Like, gee, I don't need that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he nailed it. Rebound is another thing that mm-hmm. we have to do. We can't get beat on the glass. We can't. Like, we're going to have to play perfect or really well. Perfect is a stretch, but we're going to have to play really well. Um, and if we go six or seven, doesn't matter. I think the Western Conference needs to be on notice. Like without McDaniels and um, and Nas, yeah. if we take the number one seed to six or seven, whew, I mean, that's something that, that's got to be scary going forward. Right. Absolutely. So uh, one thing not uh, – and I, I just wanted to get your, your take on this. This isn't related to the uh, the Timberwolves or Nuggets, but – it's some that came up. The NBA fines uh, Mark Cuban and the Mavericks $750,000 for tanking, which for Mark Cuban is pocket change uh, for basically sitting players out when they had a chance at the playoffs in order to protect the pick. I have an opinion on it, but I want to hear yours first. Did the NBA do enough? No chance. Yeah. If that was the Timberwolves, we would have had three first-round picks stripped of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a reason that – you know, it was so small and it's because they're a huge market. You know, they're, they're a huge market. They're, they've got a superstar. They don't want to punish them. It was a joke. Um, it's a joke of a fine. If they want to do money, it should have been $50 million. Mm-hmm. I mean, something that hit, that hits them because what is 75 or $750,000? I mean, it's nothing and it doesn't prevent any other teams to do it. The point of punishment is to stop it from happening. And that won't stop anybody. Like if, if the, 
you know, Pelicans or the Hornets or whoever are are in the process right on the edge of playoffs and it's way, way more um, advantageous for them to miss, they'll do the same thing and gladly pay 750 because now that's a precedent. So I think that was a terrible move by the NBA mm-hmm. and, and kind of embarrassing to be rea- in reality. Yeah, and the other part of it is the NBA has – or not the NBA, the Dallas Mavericks have been caught doing this twice now. Like they, they, oh, yeah, they, they did this uh, about three or four years ago and um, the, the same thing. So I don't know. It's just going to keep happening if, if they don't, they should, they should just taken away the pick is what they should have done. Yeah. Right. Cause like, oh, it's no first round pick. Yeah. And I don't, and who cares when they draft in the second round? Like really, like it's not that. And big. guess what? That stops it right there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, and the problem is now that you've done something, like you can't go back. Oh, and we're going to take a pick. Like you can't. Right. Yeah. They're, they're, and when another team does it, you can't be like, "Well, it's three first round picks." It's like, "Whoa, whoa." Yeah. You gave them seven hundred fifty grand, and you're yeah. So, yeah, this is what it is, and it's a slap on the wrist. And maybe it was almost like the NBA doesn't care. Like it's really not mad, and they're like, "Well, we got to do something." Well, it could be that. Yeah. But because they know teams tank, they know teams are resting players. Like they. But, uh, yeah, that was pretty obvious. Last game of the year, literally sit every starter um, who were healthy, is, as far as anyone knows. Like, it was embarrassing. My thing is, I think tanking is okay if if you're out of the playoff picture. If you're not out of the playoff picture, then you've got to play your guys. I don't care if you have the slimmest chances to, to get, in the, get in the playoffs. You, you just got to play. And now, like you said, it, it makes a big mess – for anyone else who tries to do it and basically gives them a free card to do it because what NBA owner isn't fine with getting rid of seventy seven hundred fifty $750,000 for, for a first round draft pick that they're going to pay more than that anyway. So, well, what did they, what did they, what did the bucks just sell for like $4 billion or something? Uh Yeah. I think 70. Yeah. I don't even know what the percentage of 4 billion, 750,000 is of 4 billion, but I'm guessing not very much. Also, also on that note, like, so obviously, like Glenn Taylor, owner of the Timberwolves, that's one thing. But we're talking about Mark Cuban. We know how much Mark Cuban is worth. It's not like you're, you're going after a small, like, grassroots franchise here. Right, like, you're, right, you're going right. after Shark Tank Mark Cuban, who's who's offering millions of dollars for people who, like, have, like, a, a toilet brush. Like, exactly. a toilet brush idea. Exactly. Like, like that, I mean, he, he throws around money, and even it's interesting when you watch Shark Tank, you can tell how many people want Mark, like just in general, because they a they know how much more money he's worth, yeah. and b he's I mean he, he's he's notable, like he's just he has connections and he's an owner of one of the biggest franchises in the NBA. So I don't know this this doesn't do anything for me, and I don't know. Do you question in general just because we're going this direction? Uh, do you think that the commissioner of the NBA, do you think Adam Silver, do you think he's a good commissioner? Or Because I've heard that he's kind of a little too hands-off in, in situations. Yeah, um, it's kind of one of those things that maybe if you don't know what he's doing or don't hear about him, it's a sign of a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't think he's bad. Uh, we'll see. I mean, I, did he – do this play-in? I think the play-in is super successful. I think that was a yeah. genius move. Um, I don't know about this whole uh, middle-of-the-season tournament that he's trying to do, but 
Yeah, I, I don't mean, get that's that. That's been successful worldwide in other sports. So, I mean, it's not like it's uh, hasn't had proven benefits. Um, so my my question is like, is this tournament? Do you win like a playoff spot or like how does? I think I don't know. I think it's just money. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's weird. I don't I don't really. To be honest, I haven't really looked in it too much. I figure once it comes closer to happening, we're going to be uh, bombarded with uh, with news about it. So I'll just wait till the time comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So so let, let's just talk about the playoff in general really quickly here. And obviously, what what's it now? Obviously, some of the series have already started. I guess half of them have started. What series are you most excited about watching and why is it the Sacramento Kings and Golden State Warriors? <laughs> um, you know, I'm more of a give me an elimination game type guy. Like, cause this first round, I don't really care about, to be honest. I'm more interested in like seeing how individual players perform when it's elimination time. I think that's where you get to see what a guy is really made of. Um, so more, I'll just probably watch or focus in on those types of games. I'm not really going to be following any series, uh, all that closely, to be honest. Okay. I, I will say I watched most of the Golden State, uh, Kings, uh, game last night and man, good for gold or good for, good for Sacramento as a fan who went 15 years without a playoff berth. Like that's huge. And we remember how big it was now, obviously Chris was kind of out of the picture when Butler, was but but remember how huge it was when the Wolves won Game 82 and they made the playoffs for the first time in years. I, th- that's what the Sacramento Kings are experiencing right now. And to win the first game at home against the Sacramento or the Golden State Warriors and seeing De'Aaron Fox light the beam and everything. I mean, that's that's got to be huge for that city. Who now you could you can talk about like oh it's just basketball, but. That's a basketball city right there. Like they don't have anything else. They have the University of Sacramento, and that's basically it. Yeah, I mean it's huge for them. And one thing better than what when we had Butler is they actually have a shot. Like mm-hmm. we were kind of a. To be honest, I mean I was tracking the Wolves and watching them. I was really to, to fill in why I wasn't there. Is I was really disappointed in the whole Tibbs hire and everything that was done around that. So I kind of stepped away and was, I was, you know, following actually other teams more than the Wolves at that time. Um, but we didn't have a chance, like in my opinion then, and I think in most people's opinions to win that series no. and, you know, the, the Kings do, I mean, so not only, it's not even, it's not just like a hood ornament kind of like, like a participation, you made the playoffs kind of trophy. It's, they've got a legit shot to make some noise. So that's got to be really exciting for their franchise. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So it's going to be a fun playoffs. Uh, we're going to be covering it throughout. Uh, we're going to try to podcast as much as possible. So stay tuned for that. Chris, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. And uh, this is the Everything's Coming Up Timberwolves podcast. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and hit the bell so you never miss an episode. And make sure to, if you're listening on Spotify, give us a five-star review and let us know what you think about the podcast as well. And as always, go Wolves.